Good morning, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series where we interview firm executives and thought leaders, as well as third-party industry luminaries and experts on important global business trends, topics, and leading practices. My name is Stan LaPique, and I lead global research for KPMG's Management Consulting Services Group. And I'm pleased to have back with us here again today Mr. Caleb Corn. Caleb is a member of the U.S. firm. He's part of the advisory service line and he's one of the resident experts on cybersecurity services. So, Caleb, thanks for joining us here again today on Advice Worth Keeping. Thank you, Stan. It's great to be back. So, when we had you on a few weeks ago, we talked about DevOps and the migration of DevOps to secure DevOps. What were some of the drivers for that? What were some of the benefits, the challenges? What did organizations need to do to prepare for that movement? And today, we're going to continue with the DevOps theme, but talk about the role in DevOps in terms of supporting security operation centers or SOCs. And just to clarify here, we're talking about SOCS, security operation centers, not SOX as in Sarbanes-Oxley. But maybe before we get into DevOps and SOCs, maybe you could just refresh our listeners. When we're talking about DevOps, really, what all are we talking about? I'd love to level set on this because there's so many different ways people think about what DevOps is. I think at the end of the day, DevOps is a set of behaviors that are designed to reduce friction between development and operations so that software can be quickly delivered to the market. The reason we care is that the research is pretty clear that organizations that adopt DevOps practices outperform their peers in the things that matter, like productivity, market capitalization, and organizational performance. Okay, so then how does DevOps play a role in the security operations center? In our opinion, DevOps guides the way leaders think about work itself and if we step back, recall that from our last conversation that a lot of the themes in what we now today call DevOps had their beginnings in manufacturing, particularly in the auto industry. So it enabled those car makers to quickly learn and adapt and adapt their activity to the market. And DevOps itself is no different. At its heart, like I said, is about enabling the business to produce the right software fast enough to meet the market demands. It just so happens that it's knowledge work there instead of manual labor. Now, if we take this to the Security Operations Center, what's their job? At the end of the day, the Security Operations Center job is saving the business money by reducing risk. So it's actually their product is risk reduction. A manufacturing plant making vehicles or software folks delivering software, the SOC's job and product is risk reduction. So if we bring those learnings and the mindsets from manufacturing and software delivery into security operations, the same way that they would think about processes We think about processes in the Security Operations Center, which are usually focused on finding problems and fixing problems. Whatever the task, DevOps forces us as leaders and executives to always align to the goal. And that's great because it's in spite of or no matter the newest technology, no matter the newest threat out there that's attacking our business, but it asks us what are the bottlenecks in our processes in the Security Operations Center that prevent us from delivering that value to leadership. What are the constraints that cause friction in our ability to reduce risk? That's the power in applying DevOps thinking to security operations. Okay, so in the next detail, what are some of the techniques that organizations should employ? I think you hit on some of this already, but do you want to elaborate a bit on this point? The literature out there refers to this as learning to see, which usually starts with a value stream mapping. That's familiar to 
maybe folks in a lot of industries out there, but probably not the type of thing that we see in security operations centers very much. And what it really does is it asks us to examine the playbooks and runbooks that we have in the Security Operations Center for all the different types of work that comes in. We would unpack that and ask, what are all the steps? Where's all the hidden work we didn't know about or we've just forgot about over time? Where are the handoffs? When we dig in like that and start unpacking all the work that really takes place in the SOC, what we find is a ton of hidden assumptions and handoffs in places where work is slowed that prevent the SOC from doing its great work of risk reduction. The other thing I would share, Stan, is that for anybody who spent any time in a security operations center, there's not a lot of people with free time on their hands. There's not an abundance of time for things like improvement work. Most stocks are consumed with responding to the latest fire and don't really set aside the cycles for improvement work the way that they would want to. And without paying attention to those improvement opportunities, in the background, we have an accumulation of technical debt, which really slows the SOC from achieving the excellence that leadership wants. The problem is that it's really hard to see that happen. It's just over time, we find ourselves with SOCs that are ripe with opportunity for making them great at risk reduction. So then, Caleb, you've hit upon some key techniques. Are there certain technologies organizations should look at to enable these techniques? Are these technologies that are typically already in-house? Are there new investments that should be made from a technology standpoint? Great question, Sans. A lot of people equate DevOps with automation, which isn't really accurate. It's not fair, but it's definitely a component. It's a part of the solution for sure. And <laughs> the good news is, is that a lot of SOCs, they think about automation all the time. This is an opportunity to accelerate that. Wherever there's an opportunity to automate things like noise reduction and alerts, remediation of the most common incident types, and especially when we automate anomaly detection, that saves a lot of human cycles. And those human cycles are usually, for most environments, the biggest constraint. Our human capital and security, whether it's cybersecurity in operation centers or web app or data security, that's usually our biggest constraint. So automation is a critical component of a DevOps approach in a security operations center because it enables the business to get higher value work out of the same resources. What should leaders be doing to really push DevOps into their security operations centers? What are some of the next steps? If they've gotten started, how do they expand those efforts that they haven't really gotten started yet? Where should they start? To wrap up, what should a listener do next within their organization to make sure that they're being aggressive enough with this, but also have a good plan of action going into it? I think the first step would be to ask ourselves, where are we today versus where we're supposed to be type of assessment where we say, okay, we're really great at automation, but there's a list of other things that really enable work to flow faster here that we haven't done yet. That's the type of first step. At the end of the day, this DevOps approach to how work gets done in the Security Operations Center is a really lightweight paradigm, and that it ensures the SOC reduces the most risk in the shortest period of time. And that's going to reduce with any board of directors I know. So I think the first step is to recognize that this is an opportunity to deliver great value to the business and consider engaging professional help if that's the best way forward. Okay, sounds good, Caleb. Good stuff, very important stuff. And I think in the world we live in today from a security standpoint and from the standpoint of really getting quality applications up under the system, this is very important. Thanks for your time here again today, and we'll need to get you back again soon to continue this discussion. And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash us slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.